0: The comeback is complete. The Braves are NL East champions again. This is probably the most
1: impressive series that I would probably be a part of.
0: Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal Constitution that takes you inside the Champagne Soak Clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano, who has just come up from air in Miami, where despite being down 10 and a half games on June the first, it's seven games in August. The Braves will fly another in Ellie's flag at Truist Park.
2: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, a historic comeback. The Braves had never been down 10 and a half games in the division and come back to win it, and they did that. They not only swept the Mets, but they finished it here in Miami, and the celebration ensued.
0: All right, coming up, you will hear some of the sound and the reaction from the Braves celebration in the clubhouse. Plus, we'll dig into how Atlanta pulled off this historic comeback, and we'll also have a first look at the division series. If this is your first time listening to the show, we welcome you, first of all. And please follow us on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, because load up, we're going to have podcasts after every Braves postseason game coming up. The Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is brought to you by Kroger. All right, first off, uh, apparently Michael Harris was not prepared for the champagne. I
4: can't see anything. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted, man. I can't see anything.
0: That was uh, from his live stream on Instagram after the game. Uh, Justin, were you prepared for the champagne?
2: Yeah, I actually was. I didn't I didn't get it bad. Luckily, I got a few sprays in the face. Uh, as I'm looking at the computer screen right now, I've got a couple spots on my glasses that I have not washed off. Um, but I actually was prepared. So I brought my Converse because I heard shoes could be an issue. Um, I changed out of my polo shirt, uh, even though it was like a $10 tar- $10 polo from a place we won't mention because we don't do free ads. No free ads. And then... Um, and i put on a t-shirt so i was i was more than prepared i got sprayed a little bit um, some stuff you know dropping down on me but nothing nothing terrible i i kept my head on a swivel as they say you need those goggles you yeah, need those yeah, goggles if you're not prepared so. i mean you some guys say they love the burn but it doesn't sound very good
0: <laughs> well this is how it sounded from your seat at uh, marlins park on the final out no! That's uh, quite a roar there in Miami from the Braves fans that were there. It was not easy for them. It was not easy for those at home in this game, and it was certainly not easy for manager Brian Snicker either.
1: We're sitting there thinking, God, we won 100 games, and we're sitting there, and our guts are turning, and, you know, we got another 2-1 to one game, and, and um, no, it collapses there. It's, it's two really good teams that battled it out to the end, kind of what we thought going in. They got a great club. We got a great
0: club. For a division that was as tough to win as this one, uh, the final game, uh, apparently needed to be a tough one to win.
2: Yeah. Um, they lose the first one in Miami. They're tied in the second one. They go up a run. A.J. Minter loads the bases in the eighth. Just just had to make it a little interesting. We laughed with him after, you know about that afterwards, and he was like, yeah, um, just had to make it a little interesting. But Kenley Jansen gets a save, a one-run win in Miami, and the Mets swept the doubleheaders, so... Had the Braves let this one slip away, we would have had a true Game 162 last day of the season scenario. So the Braves avoided that and partied a little bit early, but that's what they were talking about. That was one of the themes in the clubhouse uh, when we were talking to players was just how they won this. They've won five straight division titles now. It's the longest active streak in baseball. When you do that, you cherish all of them. They're all so hard to win individually. But I think players, for the most part, seem to be more pleased with this one. And I don't know if that's recency bias, but it seemed like a lot of guys were mentioning just the manner that they used to win this one. Uh, Coming back on the Mets when the Mets were playing very good baseball, uh, and Dansby Swanson said that he doesn't really buy the narrative that the Mets collapsed, uh, and he doesn't think they, they choked. He says the Braves instead kind of deserve credit for taking that thing, and he said if you look at... Since June 1st, they've played incredible baseball, and yes, yeah, since June 1st, I mean, they're 77-33, and 33, I believe it is, uh, and it took a historic pace to catch the Mets, who played well, uh, and the Braves are heading into a postseason on a
0: high. Here's what Dansby said.
4: I think the most amazing part isn't necessarily like, I don't know, it's just how how good we played. And if you, you know, extrapolate that out to 162 ever since June 1st. Yeah. I mean, it's like historic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's unbelievable just how good we played. And that's, that's why I hate all the talk about the division and collapse and this and that. It's like I think that we just played yeah. so incredibly well for the last four months. That I think you know we we deserve a little bit of the credit and how well we play. Yeah. Uh, what are uh, what are the range of emotions going on in there right now after all this hard work to get here? Just joy. Uh, I, I, it's just joy. But I think everyone also knows that this is just one step in the direction. You know what I mean? Like, times in the past, I felt like we lost that perspective. And I feel like last year taught us one thing, is that you have to continue pressing on. You have to continue going forward because this isn't the end goal. And so I think that that's where we can enjoy it for now, but as long as we're able to uh, you like definitely going to get wet <laughs> Uh, as long as, as long as we keep perspective on what's ahead, that's all. That's oh, yeah.
0: normally we apologize for all the background noise. I don't think any anybody listening to this podcast is going to be distracted by all the uh, all the background noise of the the celebration. But yes, five in a row. It 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 should seem like it, it's old hat. But this did not appear to be the same celebration. This one seemed to be truly cherished.
2: Uh, and it was because you had a Braves team that. Coming off a World Series, had a little bit of that hangover. We're going to use that word now, but it really took them playing better baseball. They knew they had it in them, Uh, and at one point, Brian Snicker said he told his team, "And he quote, you know, quote, it ain't about catching the Mets. You know, it's about playing a better brand of baseball. Uh, It's about playing the way we can play." Um, and, And he said that they knew they could play better. They knew they had more in that clubhouse, and then they add Michael Harris. They put Spencer Strider in the rotation. Things start to click. They win 14 in a row in June. They have two separate winning streaks of eight games, uh, one in August and then the other from August to September. It was a pretty incredible run over these last few months to do this, uh, ending with sweeping the Mets. And this team really has a knack for kind of knowing when it has to step on somebody's throat. And that might sound grotesque, but that's what we're seeing. Uh, The way they did this, Made this one a little bit sweeter, uh, and I think AJ Minter told me that this is one they're gonna look back. You know, it's hard to win one of them, but to do it five years in a row, um, they're gonna look back and they're gonna cherish this one forever and recognize what they did.
1: We have accomplished a lot over the past five years, and this is I know we we expect you to be here, but this is probably the most impressive series that I've. Probably be a part of, it. and it's most impressive that in a long time. Um, I hope the guys realize that. I know, like I said, we expect to be here, but what we accomplished this year, is absolutely incredible.
0: The NL East had two 100 game winners. Do you know how many 100 win teams the entire NL East has had since the last time the Braves did this in 2003?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with one
0: the 2011 Phillies that's it
2: yeah and for them to do it two years in a row it's almost like up in New York I think they're talking about the Mets curse and this year the curse is the one year they're great they would have won the division by nine games this year (laughs) or something a crazy amount and you know it was the only year where two teams wanted to run away with the division um and it's just insane uh the way this team is and you look at how they did it, the different ways of winning, the pitching staff being really good, them being able to slug their way through games. Uh, and one thing that Alex Anthopoulos said that really caught my eye was in 2018, when the Braves went to LA in the postseason, he said they looked wide eyed. They were ready to compete, but they were happy to be there. Now they expect to win. Uh, and this team is better equipped for the run that's ahead. Uh, but first, they celebrated a little bit. You know, you had guys dancing, people pouring beer on each o- you know each other. Uh, Ronald, poor Ronald Acuna was a sitting duck, standing there doing interviews with us and <laughs> having Orlando Arcia um, and uh, Guillermo Heredia and others just pouring beer and champagne on his head the entire time. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was really a night to remember for the Braves, and these are the ones you cherish uh, when you you know for them celebrating with guys they've been in the trenches with all year
0: isn't it a shame that there's really no other walk of life where it's acceptable um to celebrate like that and to just constantly pour alcohol on your friend's head
2: yeah yeah uh well i mean for me it was called arizona state university oh, okay. but well, that that the past i mean i think uga probably had probably was well known but yes um yeah what if what if we did a podcast that we felt was good and then you just like Came back if we the win the studio, podcast you, cha-
0: if we win the podcast championship, can we go to the AJC office and just pour water on each other's head?
2: Yeah, and tape the tape the plastic around the walls so <laughs> yeah. nothing gets nothing gets bent out of shape. No, I know. It's it was it was really a marvel because for me um and I guess I'll go a little personal here. We don't usually do this on this podcast. A lot of this will be in the off-season stuff looking ahead, you know, for teasing, you know, for people there whenever that is. That shouldn't be for a long time. The Braves are pretty good. But this was my first time covering a division winning team, like covered this is probably the best team I've ever covered, and it was just a marvel to see like guys smoking cigars, <laughs> drinking champagne, popping champagne bottles. The clubhouse staff rolling in endless cases of beer was like astounding. Like how much it was just a, it was just so incredible to see like the celebration that gets put on and tomorrow it's just gonna be refocused.
0: The Braze Report is brought to you by Kroger, and Kroger has scary good savings for Halloween season. Save it to 20% on your Halloween decor, lights, and, of course, your Halloween candy. Visit your local Kroger store. Go to kroger.com slash Halloween. Manager Brian Snicker, where does this rank for you?
1: You know what? They're all special. They're all hard. Um, this is right up there because, I, I, you know, I, I said there, there was a team that wanted to run away with it this year, and, and um, you know, to just – keep plugging along and and the the consistency that these guys showed throughout the whole year and, you know, just – coming to work every day and, and you know and worrying about today. They didn't get caught up in the fact that we were behind. And I told them one point in time, it think about catching a mess. It's about us playing our brand of baseball. And, and you can't look at the mess. We have to you know worry about us. That's the only thing we can control is, is what we got going on. And I think these guys did an unbelievable job of doing
2: it. You guys, guys have won think? five in a row, but do you ever think about how hard it is to just yeah. win one of these?
1: No, I, I just told Joe that. I said, in 18, when we won this thing, I remember telling John sherholz so I was like, after experiencing this, from my seat, it's it's so hard to win one of these. I can't believe you all won 14 in, in a row. It's amazing. That's an amazing feat.
0: I, I'm sure each division team champion is kind of like his kids. You know, they, he loves them all the same. They're just all a little different. 2018 was a total surprise. The 2019 team was good, but did not expect that team to be almost a 100-win team. 2020 is covid And the 2021 was like two different clubs. This one to me is like the team that delivered on its promise, but did it in a way we did not expect.
2: Yeah. I think this is the team that you'll remember when you look probably in five years and this will probably, this clip will probably be on a freezing cold takes in like 10 years or something because I'm saying it. But when you look at the Braves in five years, I think you'll remember the 2022 season as the year when kind of the era shifted from the up-and-coming Braves to the Braves who have arrived uh, because these guys aren't up-and-coming baseball darlings anymore. They have arrived. They're not being taken lightly. Teams, Other teams see them as a juggernaut. And they delivered on the promise of being that Braves baseball team that is just flat-out dang good. Like, that is all there is to it. Like, you and I can sit here and we can break down the rotation. We can break down the offense. And, like... By the way, we're going to do that, especially as the playoffs come up. But right now, it's like the most simple way to put it is they are just so freaking good. Uh, And that's, like you said, this is the team that delivered. This is the team where fans didn't really have to believe. Uh, Sure, they maybe did on June 1st, but that was early in the season. Um, Fans, they weren't asking fans to believe in something that wasn't there. Uh, They weren't asking people to buy something that didn't exist this team was really dang good from the start and they have played like it and I think when you look back at Braves baseball in about three years or so you're gonna see this season as one where it shifted into probably kind of ascending into the elite tier now they've got to do it year after year after year like the Dodgers like the Astros have um the Yankees to a degree through periods of time but I mean Braves baseball it's back They've won 14 in a row from 1991 to 2005, 14 division titles. That's still a Major League Baseball record. Now they've got the longest active streak. Uh, But as I said, I think Braves baseball is back. That World Series, um, and then to follow that up with a team that's— this team is just better than that team. Like, everything broke right last year. Uh, Everything went well, and they played so incredibly well to win that World Series. But this team is just really, really, really good and really deep, uh, and I think we're going to remember it for being what we thought it was. It just took a couple twists and turns.
0: The story is not written, though, and the most important chapters are coming up, but that's another discussion for another day. How at least I will, I will start to remember the 2022 Braves is like the baby Braves of a different generation. That was the 2005 team when Frank Corp and McCann made their debuts, but... From this group, all of these guys are rookies or almost rookies. Harris, Strider, Grissom, Dylan Lee. And then, you know, you'll throw in Kyle Wright and William Contreras in that bunch. They're not rookies technically, but they'd never played a full season before this one, and they were all significant contributors.
2: It's incredible to think about because usually a World Series team is built and you you go to spring training the next year and you know what you have – and we thought we knew what this Braves team had, except that, the, you know, one of the key components was the key parts of the team showed up to, um, Northport, you know, a couple of weeks before everybody. He was in minor league camp. Uh, so was, you know, Spencer Strider. Like, they, those guys were minor leaguers. Um, and Spencer Strider breaks camp with the big league club. Michael Harris, um, eventually gets called up Von Grissom later on William Contreras blossomed into the catcher of the future um and you know they've got Travis Darno still for another year at least but William Contreras blossomed into a guy that you can probably believe in long term a guy that needs to be in this lineup every day um and i think more and Alex Anthopoulos really gained a reputation at last year's trade deadline for being some sort of wizard and I think he just continued on that, right? Like, they lose Freddie Freeman, but they get Matt Olson. He's a huge run producer, despite a couple of the slumps. Um, he extends Austin Riley, Michael Harris, solidifying the core. We'll see if Dansby Swanson's next. Um, you know, he brings up Harris, Strider, uh, you know, Grissom... You know, and then he gets a guy like Grossman, who has had professional at-bats, you know, you know the trade deadline. He gets Rysell Iglesias, you know, taking on that contract from the Angels, and Iglesias has been lights out. There are so many things that this organization has done well over the last year plus. It's pretty crazy, because in those jobs, you have to get almost every decision right to, to have something like this, and they do.
0: This uh, Brian Snitker team meeting on June the 1st is starting to sound like the stuff of legend.
2: Yeah, it's that turning point, right? Um, and you know, it was Brian Snicker. Uh, for those who maybe don't see the post game press conferences, he will defend his guys at all costs. It is the Bobby Cox school of you never throw your guys under the bus. Um, after the last day of May, that loss in Phoenix, he was not happy. That was the probably the angriest, you know, just just the most annoyed I've ever seen him this year, um, on the beat this season. And, you know, talking about how they were sloppy, how they weren't playing up to their potential, this, that, the other thing, they have a team meeting the next day and it really just comes together. Like they talk about playing their brand of baseball, playing to their potential, how they have talent in the room, all these things that they get them to focus on. And it's really the touch of a veteran manager. Um, he's seen baseball at all levels from the minor leagues on up and, like, we talked about this, you know, on our podcast recently about, like, getting Matt Olson a day off and just looking him in the eye. Like, just little things like that. He knew when this team needed a spark. I mean, I guess, heck, all of the Atlanta metro area knew this team needed a spark after May. But just to be able to do it in the way he did, it's <laughs> – I wouldn't be surprised to see it in a book uh, in five years.
0: Now, we did see this with the Dodgers last year. Terrific team. Got in a historic slugfest with the Giants didn't take him in the regular season did take him in the division series but they seemed like a team that was worn out by the time they got to the Braves in the LCS. any concern of how this race will affect Atlanta going forward?
2: a little bit yeah especially because these guys played longer than anybody else last year and there's so much to come back. It's just so hard to win twice um from how their lives change after a World Series to just the emotions of that to coming back to spring training you know, playing more, Um, and then going through this slugfest of a division race. uh, There's a little bit of concern. I think they could be top to bottom the best team in the postseason. So I'm not super concerned about that. I don't – like the Dodgers just playing ran out of pitching, and I think those guys were just mentally, like, tired it looked like and just not even checked out. They just, like – they just got worn out. Um, You know, a lot of guys on that roster, it seemed like, just watching from afar – I don't have the same type of concern with the Braves just because they're so deep. Like, this isn't a fluky, magical team. Um, They're really deep. They're, for the most part, pretty healthy. Um, And I I don't have a ton of concerns about that, but only some because it was just such a season with ebbs and flows and twists and turns and kind of the highs and lows, and they're chasing the Mets and finally get them so so many emotions expended throughout the entire time that it's probably been a lot to process.
0: The Braves Report is also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Rep your team in the postseason with pro baseball gear from Academy Sports and Outdoors. Swing by your local store today or shop online for officially licensed tees and more. Your official sporting goods retailer of the Atlanta Braves. And I'm pretty sure that they will be stocked up with those fancy new NL East championship hats and T-shirts. Speaking of the clincher, let's discuss the starter in the clincher. Personally. I've been through a lot since been here not pitching well, and it's nice to be able to pitch like myself on a game that we needed it. Um, you know, I just treated as a playoff start. I guess the Braves officially got the better end of the Jake O'Dorizzi deal
2: though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh Anthopolis wins again. Um It was you could see just the just the relief on Jake O'Dorizzi's face, uh, and the smile and just like it just really felt like a weight got lifted off his shoulders because it was a guy who, like, in that quote, admitted it was just, it's been really tough for him this year. At times, it's been so frustrating because he hasn't, he's given up a lot of hits or it's felt like he's executed pitches and they've just turned into hits or turned into home runs. Um, And obviously, he's just taken accountability. Like, as somebody who covers him, he's taken accountability for every poor outing, uh, every mistake pitch, all of that. Like, he's, there is, there is, There aren't many people who get it more than him, uh, at least not many that I've covered. And he's always gracious uh, with his time and just really, like, wants this badly for the fans. Uh, And he's he's always mentioned that, like, wanting to succeed so badly for the fans. Like, he knows fans are counting on him. Uh, And to see him go five innings, two hits, one run, you know, the only run scoring on a home run, he strikes out seven, he only walks one, it was, just a, it was a masterful performance from a guy who really, really needed something like this. He didn't go deep in the game, but he got five, and that's what they needed from him to set up those four guys, McHugh, Iglesias, Minter, and Jansen, who you know, finished off the Marlins there. Um, he really needed this, and this, this makes you kind of think about where this has him heading in, you know, into the postseason. If he's going to be on that initial NLDS roster, um, You know, you, you probably feel a little more comfortable Um, Grand it was the Marlins but you know this is a a good performance a good confidence builder for a guy who needed it Uh, and Rick Kranitz the pitching coach at one point Tuesday night told Jake Odorizzi like you can still pitch man like you're still a good pitcher and just giving him that confidence like back is is huge because this has just been a really tough second half for him after the trade.
0: So in the NLDS the Braves will face either the Cardinals or the Phillies first thoughts on how that matches up.
2: Ooh, the Phillies present an obvious starting pitching threat with Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler. Um, But they will have expended those guys in the wild card, so the Braves probably don't see them immediately. Uh, And the Phillies can score. Like, if their lineup gets hot, watch out. But I just don't trust the Phillies in big moments like I do the Braves or the Dodgers or another team who's been there. Uh, the The Cardinals are my sneaky team in the NL, man. I mean, I think that lineup with two MVP candidates uh, and other young guys—like I think they've got a chance to get really hot—and uh, I just see that they might be like the Braves of last year, uh, not ready to become a juggernaut, but just like a team that gets really hot and everything goes well, uh, especially with the Adi and Pujols and the Wainwright stuff, and that all. They've the got whole even retired. the Cardinals.
0: The Cardinals always have a lot of magic dust. As Gabe Burns pointed out in our live show last week, uh, they're going to be loaded up on magic pixie dust uh, for this postseason with everything that's going on with Pujols, Wayne, right? Yachty. Yeah, uh, I could
2: see that being a real factor. If I'm a Braves fan, I'm not super scared of really any of those teams, uh, especially with the home field advantage. The Dodgers and the Mets probably scare me the most, but if, you know, I'm a Braves fan, but... You just can't take anything for granted. Like, we see this all the time. How often does – we talked about this a lot on, you know, when we were all sitting together in the press box on Sunday. How often does the best team actually win it in baseball? Like, it's really hard to – it takes so much, and that you, – you just never know. So I guess any of those teams could be tough.
0: It's one thing I, I'm, I'm hoping that the new playoff format will, will help a little bit with is increase those consequences – we sat through 162 games of this. There should be more of a war than one more home game in the division series. Um, as the old broadcast cliche goes, we'll see how it plays out. But while the wild card series is going on, the Braves are going to have five days off. And Dansby Swanson was asked on Sunday after the med sweep how that's going to go.
4: I don't know. No one's ever done it before, uh, but I, I, it's definitely going to be something where we got to stay uh, stay sharp however we can, but like I said, we're not we're not to that point yet. So. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be something that we'll have to look into when, when that point comes.
0: And here's Snit. He'll take the break. I told Kenley after we got in there, and I was like, I'm
1: just so glad we won this game so I can give you guys five days off. <laughs> you know, now we can regroup and kind of set things up. And, and um, you know, hopefully tomorrow I can get some of them guys off their feet for a while. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm going to give them a couple days off.
0: But the fascinating part about this is rust over wrist.
2: Yeah, um, when he said that he's going to get guys off their feet, did he mean the Beat Riders too?
0: <laughs> yes, if you, if you want to sit down during the game, you're more than welcome to. They have a chair for you.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is probably one of my biggest concerns for the Braves this postseason. The roster is terrific. It is deep. It is talented. They will have talent and depth at in the taxi squad in Gwinnett. Um, but... This is a team, and we've said it on this podcast, that has traditionally played very well when they've played every day. A lot of those runs, the 14 games in a row, a lot of that with no off days or you know one off day, um, they play really well when they play every day. And baseball, we saw it during the COVID year, how teams were talking about how five day, you know, four days off for outbreaks or whatever just got tough. Uh, Man, you take the rest for your arms, and I think that's a good thing, and maybe that lets them settle down. But, you know, maybe it takes an inning or two or half a game maybe to kind of get back with it a little bit because they won't have played in almost a week, which they haven't experienced since the All-Star break. Here's the positive spin to that, though. With what we were just talking about with the age-old defending champs kind of worn-out deal – Maybe this lets them get just a mental rest. They've expended yeah. so much emotional energy. Like the Mets series was just a complete, you know, an utter relentless weekend for them. And you saw that on Monday here in Miami. You saw an offense that was tired, guys who had a late flight, didn't get a lot of sleep and just a sluggish performance. You even saw some of that today, like so many runners left on base, things like that. Got these guys, they look a little bit tired and the division and kind of the, all the pennant chase has taken a lot out of them. They really, I think they really, really needed this five, these five days off because they haven't played their best baseball the last two nights. Um, but they're going to get five days off after Wednesday's game. Um, and they, I think they can really use that to reset and they'll get, they'll get back to work. I think on Saturday will be that first workout for
0: them. All right, so it's time to load up now for postseason baseball. The Atlanta Journal Constitution is going to do that more than any other news organization in the southeast. We will have more reporters at all the postseason games, and if you cannot get enough of our coverage, we will we we will flood the zone for you. But. You can't get it all without being a subscriber to the AJC. So we do have a special offer. Our season pass is still available. It's half off the regular deal. Unlimited access to the AJC and all of our digital products for just $39.99 for the next eight months. That's 125 a week. So join the community. Go to subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass so you always know what's going on with the Braves. You'll get the Braves Report newsletter in your inbox every day. Bradley's buzz, our after-the-game pages with all our terrific photography and layouts. Justin, we are stocking up. We're going to have a Braves Report podcast after every game. I hope they keep playing because we're going to have a lot of fun either way
2: yeah and that's that's going to be the most exciting part like when you and i came together on this and you told me that that was a possibility and we were talking about that um with our sports editor about how often to do these like i mean i know what your answer was for me the answer was we can sleep in the middle of november uh through february like like this is this is the best time of the year and we're going to be there to chronicle it for you all not only you know analysis but as we say the stories behind the scores and getting you kind of boots on the ground reporting uh and sound and things like that and oh by the way we'll probably be pretty hyped up after a few of those postseason games so you're gonna get some great reactions from us from Gabe Burns perhaps our columnist everybody's gonna be out and we're kind of throwing all hands on deck and, and throwing kind of you know all the the chips to the table here to for postseason coverage so it's gonna be a lot of fun and I mean a uh, yeah, it's it's uh you're gonna want to you're gonna want to stay tuned.
0: We appreciate you guys jumping on for the ride. We had the uh, record downloads for our show on Monday after the Braves uh, uh, swept the Mets. So please tell your friends, tell your enemies, spread the word. Uh, we really need your help here to help us grow the podcast in a terrific time of year. So please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. And Justin's gonna get a weekend off, so enjoy that, and then we'll be back uh, next week to start previewing the National League Division Series.
2: Man, who uh, who who's playing in the college football slate this weekend? I haven't been able to watch it past two p.m. and since last year.
0: Uh, Georgia Auburn. Uh, Georgia oh, like a 30, wow. 30 point favorite.
2: <laughs> well, if that Mizzou game's any uh, any indication, yeah. I might be tuning in.
0: There you go. Well, we'll worry about. We'll, we'll enjoy college football weekend, then we'll be back with the uh, baseball next week. So until then, this is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution.